Ride to Springfield, the podcast in which a super fan, that would be myself, Tyler Menz, uh, talks, watches an episode and talks about it with someone who's heard of the show. That would be... Me, Greg Bach. Uh, today's episode was Moaning Lisa. Uh, this episode originally aired on February 11th, 1990. And it's a very good episode, you know. I know that we've been saying that a lot, but I guess they've been very good episodes. Uh, There's a reason the show went past its first season. It's because it's very good. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. Uh, it's a very, it's you know, honestly, it's a very interesting episode for the theme. The theme is about, it's about, it's a feminist episode. It really is. It's a feminist episode because it's about being a strong, confident Woman, oh. and it shows that in many different aspects in Marge and in Lisa and their experiences, and and even in the way she interacts with um, uh, Bleeding Gums Murphy. That's interesting. Is really just he's he's. I don't want to say he's telling her to be a proud woman. He's telling her to be a proud person and play the blues how she sees fit. But we'll get into that as we talk about. That's them. interesting to me that you saw this as a feminist episode. Very much so. I saw this as an episode dealing with depression and. Particularly the sadness of childhood. Wow, that's and 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 they're not mutually exclusive. They're not. No, and they're not. To, and I have to imagine, not, you know, not being a woman, but I have to imagine that a lot uh, of sad child children, <laughs> girls, a lot of sad, lot of sad girls, little just, girls out there. Well, you know, that's <laughs> their fault. Uh, so, a really quick thing about this episode is that it was the idea of uh, show producer, executive producer James Brooks, who has been on the show since the beginning. He remains. Um, he remains an executive producer, creative consultant, uh, occasional writer, things like that. But he's been with the show since 19, 1989. And if you don't know who James Brooks is, just go back to shows like The Mary Tyler Moore Show, Rhoda, Phyllis, Lou Grant, Taxi, uh, Tracy Allman, The Simpsons, The Critic. I mean, that's just part of his resume. The man is it's amazing. a it's TV like- icon when it comes to writing, producing, and directing. It's it's like you were reading off a list. I was not reading off a list. I was reading off the list in my mind. <laughs> but uh, James Brooks said he wanted to see an episode that focused on Lisa. So he suggested the idea. And it really, I mean, it, you are, you got some ideas of Lisa in the first few episodes, which was she was a little bit, she's a little deeper. She's smarter. She's got a bigger heart than, you know, at least Bart and Homer. But you really went deep. In fact, I would say of all the characters we've seen so far, she's the deepest we've gone with. You know, Bart, mm-hmm. you see him you see him going through the trials and tribulations of school. You see Homer at, you know, work and home and Marge a little bit, but really Lisa was the first character they dug in deep and looked at her as a as a character and really provided a lot of depth for her right away. And it, it was good to see Lisa get a starring episode because, you know, it, as Tyler and I said, between what we observed, there's a lot of underlining issues that, you know, dealt with things we didn't talk about back then. Now, granted, they didn't say it outwardly, nor did they, nor did they say anything to the effect of like, well, this is what you should do if you're feeling like this, whether you're a boy or a girl. But still, like the episode was there, and I have to imagine there were probably youngsters who identified with those, whether they were female or male. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I would agree. Um, before we get into it too much more, let's talk about a couple things. Uh, couch gag. Couch gag. Um, oh, I'm sorry, chalkboard gag first. Chalkboard gag is interesting, people. The chalkboard gag is very interesting because it says, I will not insinuate. Instigate. I'm sorry. Never correct me in front of the children. Read, Greg. 
I will not instigate revolution. Welcome to a visitor's guide to Springfield starring Greg Bach. <laughs> where I watch a show and whatever. Wait, no, Greg. <laughs> Shut up, Tyler. I'm tied up in the closet. Uh, it's I will not instigate revolution, which I believe, and I think Tyler also believes, that this was a direct reference to the previous episode, Bart the General, which he does, in fact, instigate revolution against the bullies. A bit. And there's also another fun fact, which I will mention on our This Day in History um, section at the end, well, kind of harkens back to the well, chalkboard gag as well. well. It's, yes. It's, this episode is chock full of stuff. Ah, it's so crazy. This couch it's gag was... Uh, simple. Little, simple. Maggie pops out of the couch and Marge catches her. Yep. And then that, then, then we go right into the episode where actually just... It, it opens up right to Lisa standing in front of a mirror. Sad. Yep. I mean, we get, we get you know, it's, it's really the, the who, what, where of comedy. Mm-hmm. Which is Lisa, bathroom, sad. And Homer's pounding on the door like an idiot, as he tends to do things like an idiot. And what we just see is we see the culmination of of days of Lisa trying to shake depression, but she's getting shut down in, by various people, uh, mainly... Uh, her her um, music teacher. Her music teacher, Mr. Largo. Mr. Largo, who does not appreciate uh, improvisation or big band, uh, bebop, bebop jazz being played during. Uh, I think it's uh, my four, country tis of yeah. Which was, I gotta say, as someone who is a musician and has played in the school band, listening to a bad version of any song played by a school band is about the most torturous thing someone in the first world can experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was miserable to listen to that. Gotta start somewhere. Yeah, and uh, I mean, we just we just see all these things culminating around Lisa to show that she is just not in a good place. And, I, and here's the thing, too. Let us not forget, Lisa is eight years old. Yeah. And the way she portrays depression i mean the way yeardley smith speaks like the way she delivers the lines mm-hmm. and just everything i mean it's just a really interesting thought on the on the two matters of, of depression and how that affects young women yeah and it's definitely it's evident just on her the animators made it evident just on the look at her face she doesn't look she doesn't uh she looks sad but she also looks kind of just like blank you yeah. know like how you feel when you're depressed there's a hopelessness in you that yes. just started, you're kind of you're kind of, you are you are just kind of floating numb around everything's happening around you and mm-hmm. and everyone and and, and, the, and the interesting thing too with the depression with depression uh everyone in the episode is trying to help her but they're not helping her because you know there's a lot of times people don't know to, how to help people with depression it's just say smile be happy be thankful for the good things. Yeah. You've got so much. Or or even a more destructive thing of saying, don't show that to anybody. Yeah. Suck it up. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's, I mean, really, it's just, it's all the classic ways of people dealing with depression. And, um, and, and it, you know, it, what, it, what it comes down to is the fact that Lisa is hurting. Yeah, definitely. And, and she needs an outlet. And her outlet is her saxophone. Absolutely. Her saxophone. Saxophone. All right. Uh and it leads her to play. She finds on the street from her bed. So she's sitting on her bed, and she hears music coming from the street. And let's not. And also, it was that was she was on her bed playing, and Homer came in all mad, saying, "Keep it down!" And she was upset. And then she goes, "I'll just practice Clacking. my fingering." <laughs> clack 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 clack. And then I mean, I, what was interesting, what was cool is that 
you saw Homer get it, and he couldn't console her. And he doesn't know how to help her. Exactly. So he just, he's just like, clack away. Exactly, exactly. And then all of a sudden from the distance, out in the, the ether, a saxophone's playing, and it leads Lisa to Bleeding Gums Murphy. That's so, we, this is our second new character yeah. of the episode. First was Mr. Largo, next is Bleeding yeah. Gums Murphy. And Bleeding Gums was played by the late, great Ron Taylor, who was also on uh, Twin Peaks. Uh, very good voice, just a great voice. So, yeah. uh, Basically, Lisa goes there, they start talking, realizes that you know he's a great player, he realizes she's a great player, they jam a little bit, and they sing a great song about having the blues. And I really, really, really liked it. I and just We learned the meaning of the blues. Ah, uh, yes. The meaning of the blues... Is not to make yourself feel better. But instead, to make people feel just as bad worse. as Worse, yeah. <laughs> to make others feel worse. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, that was just a really interesting interaction because... It, it, and, you know, we're going a little deep on the subject matter, but... If you ever, if you are somebody who enjoys the arts, if someone you practice the arts, whether it's comedy or music, you know, you can delve deep into the sadness of your art and feel better than you ever have in the real world, which I think is very important because for the first time you see Lisa showing glimmers of hope because A, she's playing, B, she's playing with someone who gets it, and C, she's appreciated mm-hmm. in a way that other people can't appreciate or console her. And let's face it, Lisa has chops. Lisa has total chops, and she's got a she's and, and not only the chops for the saxophone, but she's also got chops with her subject matters, what she wants to talk about. I mean, granted, she's second grader, but you know, for a second, think about it, think about what bothered you when you were in second right, grade. Yeah. Probably the same thing. Yeah, she Lisa's totally intellectual, and you. For, Figure that out. Yeah. In this episode. Yeah, and 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 uh, frankly, I wouldn't if they gave Lisa a spinoff show right now. I totally watch that because right. uh, it was it, this episode was really fun. Now, granted, it would probably go on for too long, and people would probably like certain seasons versus the su- other seasons. All right, all right. And then some guy would start a podcast talking like a big dork. But we digress into awesomeness. Uh, so the th- the thing that happens. That is interesting. There's also a B plot that Homer can't beat Bart at a boxing game. Yeah, and that's just a great uh, B plot, like great way to tri- trivialize what Bart and Homer are. Exactly. About. It's just a. It's nice. It's a little pal- palate cleanser because yeah. it brings. Because honestly, when you watch it and you think about it, it's a heavy subject matter they're talking about, and then it's a Bart, sad episode. Yeah, Bart and Homer come around and say, "All right, we're gonna have some. We're gonna have some fun here." And uh, but but. Marge has a dream where she is flashing back to when she was a little girl and her mother, with quotes in the air, told her how to deal with her feelings, which was stuff them down, don't let anybody see them, smile, be a good little girl, mm-hmm. and don't uh, don't let others judge you because if they do, they won't like you. Right. So just be a good, proper girl. And I say girl because that's how she was being treated. Mm-hmm. And Homer's having a dream where he and Bart are actually fighting each other in the ring, and, you know, Homer gets killed. Yeah. Once again, more violence. Uh, But that leads into uh, Marge taking Lisa to band practice. Band rehearsal. And Lisa tries it out, tries smiling. But that's the thing is, is that Marge gives her the advice that she had in the dream, which was, be nice Smile, people will like you, boys will start to like you, then you'll mm-hmm. be invited to parties if you just smile. smile. And Lisa tries it. She's gritting through her teeth. Her, her teeth look like they're going to pop out of her mouth. 
And then, and what's interesting is that then Marge realized what she has done. She pops a Yui around, grabs Lisa by the scruff of her neck, pulls her in and says, I'm sorry I ever told you that. That is wrong of me. If you want to be sad, be sad. If you want to play the saxophone, play the saxophone. And then she says, you know, you don't have to smile, Lisa. She goes, no, Mom, I'm really smiling because I want to. And this yeah. is just really, really nice. I, I mean, think I think uh, both Marge and Homer in this episode come in really d- redemptive ways as parents. Yeah. Um, with the clacking, and, but also with that big scene with Marge. Like, you you see that scene and you kind of, you get the feeling like Marge is a good mom. Yes. Oh, yeah, she's a great mom. Yeah. And she's not, um, she's not scared to let her kids be sad. And she's not scared to let her kids deal with, you know, issues that they're dealing with. I think... But she's also going to be very supportive of her kids. Yeah, and I think one of the interesting things, too, they did with her is that she had that belief of tradition of do what my mother told me to do because it'll make your life happier. But she instead said, no, that's not the right thing. I'm going to involve my personal, my personal beliefs. I'm going to grow and progress as a person. Yeah. And I'm not going to subject my daughter to that kind of... of, of upbringing because it didn't work for me Mm -hmm. and it's not going to work for her and she's got to be an expressive woman absolutely yeah and in that way it is a feminist episode exactly and it's but it's also i mean yeah i it's weird i think i think uh as someone and i'll say this as someone who suffers from depression i don't even like when i see that i don't see it as anything like oh she's suffering depression like oh she just feels like everybody else you know what i mean it's like weird it's weird but to see but but watching the episode and seeing how she was interacting with people as a young girl. It was just interesting, like like all the signs of uh, all the signs of like God. This girl is gonna this girl's gonna be screwed if she has this kind of family around mm-hmm. her. And you know, little by little, she's accepted, and they're they're growing as parents, and that's very cool. And it ends at at the jazz club where uh, Bleeding Gums Murphy is playing Lisa's song. Yeah, which it was a really it was really a sweet episode because they're all sitting on a couch looking at each other with smiles. And I just want to know, Illinois must have a law where they can bring minors into bars because that is not the kind of place you want to bring children. Well, it's funny you say Illinois. We don't necessarily know that Springfield is in Illinois. In fact, it's one of the famous mysteries of the universe and maybe can lend itself to your time warp. Uh, uh, time vortex. Time right. vortex. Um, theory. No, it wouldn't. So, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be a time. It, that would be. That would not be a time. That would be a space. Some, well, maybe it's a time and space vortex because. Do you want spring, to start? Ta- you want to start talking about Doctor Who then? Because mm, I can. Welcome to a Visitor's Guide to the TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reference I know. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Sonic screwdrivers. Okay. Maybe Whoa! Two. two. All, yeah, right, all right. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, Okay, well, uh, I, I see there. There it is, folks. Me not knowing the show that well stepped into a big old pile of doggy doo. Dropping some knowledge on Greg Bob. Oh, Here's great. one thing we do know: Springfield is not in New York because no. they they visit New York two or three times at least. Then how can it not be in New York? Because they go to New York. But New York State. Well, it could be in the state, but I feel Boom, like science. it's not. I don't know. How's your toe feel after I dropped that science on it? My toe? Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, that's what I thought. It'll feel worse when it's shoved up your ass. <laughs> oh, no! Shouldn't have said ass. 
I did it again. <laughs> well, actually, that brings up a good point. During the episode, when Lisa's feeling really sad, one of the things they do is they tell her to go take a bath and relax, and they ask Bart to do some do the chore of vacuuming for her. And while he's very upset about that because he's a spoiled brat, but one of the interesting things is he is. He is doing that. He's doing the famous uh, Yosemite Sam farmer, from the birch of farmer. But at the end of it, he drops sob. Yeah, he's this is nineteen ninety. He's a ten year old kid. This is a cartoon, mm-hmm. and he drops that. They weren't. I mean, I think <laughs> the first time I ever heard it was on Mash, and Mash it works. <laughs> I mean, you think about it, like, the, but he says that, and, and, and we actually rewound it twice to make sure we heard it correctly. They say it. And he does say it, and and it's clear as a bell. Clear as a bell. But we, but we, uh, well, it can't be that clear. We had to rewind it. But it does show that the show that that the Simpsons was were pushing boundaries mm-hmm. and getting away with it too. They, I mean. There were a couple things they got away with in this episode. So there was the SOB. Mm-hmm. There was also they talk uh, during when they're playing the video game. Uh, the first time uh, Bart's character eventually punches off Homer, Homer Homer's character's head, okay. and it's bleeding everywhere. So like Mortal Combat. So you have a decapitation Mortal Combat style scene. I believe 1990 Mortal Combat wasn't around yet. Uh, well, or it was just coming around. Yeah, I think you know. I honestly, I'm trying to remember because I remember I had came out in '92. '92. Yeah, yeah. I, I had I had it on the Sega Genesis. Yeah, me too. And it was considered a really. Um, it was the most violent game. Yeah, it was the most violent game. And the Blood Code. Did you have the Blood Code? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, we had the Blood Code. You could get blood on there. It was okay. crazy, okay. super violent. Um, so the fact that they showed portrayed that even cartoon violence on there um, ahead of ahead of Mortal Kombat was uh, pretty big. Also, um, after Bart, uh, so there's a scene where Bart calls Most Tavern and does a prank, another prank call, which yeah. are becoming kind of a staple in The Simpsons um, at this point. And uh, after he calls and requests. Uh, for Mr. Strap, Jock Strap, um, Mo. I just got it. Oh. Okay. Very nice. Mo retorts back, um, I'm going to gut you like a fish and drink your blood. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is, yeah, it's it's very interesting language they use. And, and, and it's weird as, weird as you hear today, you're not going to think much of it, but when you hear it back in the day, it's... I don't want to say shocking, but it's it's surprising. It's surprising right. they they said it and they got away with it. But uh, another another Bart line that we heard was that I didn't do it. Nobody saw me do it. No one can prove anything. That was yeah. or that one. I remember that from the promos. I remember that from the promos when I was oh, a kid yeah. watching. That was one of the lines, and they used that. But uh, yeah, just I mean some interesting lines in there, and uh, one of Maggie and Bart get into a fight. I'm, not, I'm sorry, uh, Lisa and Bark into a fight, and they try to find out who, who Maggie loves the most, and they go back and forth, calling her like she's a dog. Mm-hmm. And they say, go to the one you love the most, and she goes to the TV. The and she hugs the TV. Yeah. yeah. Which is also an interesting commentary on the world we live yeah, in. Yeah, already making social commentaries yeah. and uh, kind of profound statements about uh, culture. Yeah. And I would say of all the episodes we've watched so far, I would probably say that this one makes the biggest... Impact as far as real life issues. Yes, and and you know what we're 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 intellectualizing this and going deeper. But honestly, I don't think they would have written this had 
they not been thinking about themselves. I mean, James Brooks said himself, I want to see an episode where Lisa is the star. And you think about it, it's easy to write shows where Bart and Homer will be the stars because it's easier to watch male characters be dunces than female characters be expressive. And you just don't exp- you, you don't accept the dunce character as a female and then because it is Homer and Bart. Yeah. Right, so let me rephrase that. You wouldn't expect you wouldn't accept Lisa or Marge as dunces because they've already proved themselves as not that. And it's easier probably to write uh, characters like Bart and, and Homer getting into wacky, crazy things that make him look stupid that it just becomes the mainstay. Whereas Mr. Brooks came along and said, no, let's make Lisa a center point for a moment. And and really, so, I mean, this is a fantastic episode. It is. Not the funniest episode. No, not the funniest episode. But that's, but that's the that's thing. Okay. It's just as enjoyable. Yeah. Just as enjoyable. And it is entertaining and, and, uh, and really thoughtful, too, because, like I said... How many shows were dealing with episode, uh, issues like this? Feminism and childhood depression, yeah. And live action. Probably not. If they were, it was a very special episode of. Yeah, they, exactly. They would use they would use they would use those those subject matters to write a horrific storyline. Like uh when and Family Ties when his when uh, when uh Michael Keaton's uh, or uh yeah, Mike Michael Keaton's uh friend is killed in a car accident becomes this huge thing like instead they just make an episode they don't they don't put an epilogue on it they don't do anything they just they just let it stand as it is and i think that's very important right do i sound like i chew marbles when i talk i'm just asking you listeners do i sound like i chew marbles when i talk not just when you talk i wasn't asking you right there i was asking the listeners um let's talk about some other things uh you know what? Let's do this. Can we talk about this day in history? I feel like it's about the. It's such a cool part of. Let me tell you how pumped Tyler is about uh, this. Up this is the roof. This is how pumped Tyler is. He th- he saw it, thought about it, then I wrote it down. He wrote it down with his hand covering it, and then put a piece of paper over it, and to the effect of like, you you can't see this, you can't know about it, you better. And what he didn't realize is that I didn't care that much. I think you will care, and I think you'll make a big connection to the chalkboard gag. So, February... Oh, I know what this is. Do you? I think so. You want to take a guess? Desert Shield? Nope. Dang it. February 11th, 1990 was the day that Nelson Mandela walked out of prison. Oh, oh, that's so cool. That's so good. (laughs) Okay, folks, let me just say this. This may be my favorite episode of any television series ever. It's a good, great episode. Like, they got in there. They dug in deep. And what's also very commendable is that this is something... That a lot of shows would do in their third, fourth, and fifth season. They would establish, but they did it in their sixth episode. No, their fifth episode, I think it was. It's sixth. Sixth, sixth episode. Sixth. Yeah, the sixth episode. The seventh episode of the show. Mm-hmm. But they dug in early, and they like made a statement, and they said that, too, and... Uh, that's fantastic. I yeah. wish I would have guessed that. I remember, I remember when I was a kid. I remember being home... When they released Nelson Mandela, Nelson Mandela from jail, and what was very interesting is, you watched him walk out of prison with all these people around him, 
And before that, my only knowledge of Nelson Mandela was the was the BS that I was fed by the news and, and authority figures, which was he was a murderous terrorist. Mm-hmm. And did he do some bad things? He did. But almost immediately after he got out of prison, people were saying, "No, he's a he's a person of peace now," and 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 that that like oh, like I almost had a, I had like an like a, a split second change like oh he must be a good guy and he was and but you, like I was brought up with the idea of this picture of Mandela slightly overweight very young but also portrayed as a very angry person who did horrible things mm-hmm. and then boom he's out of prison and the Simpsons are are uh, are referencing They're that on it. Yeah. They're starting cultural revolutions. Revolutions. Start instigating revolutions. Revolutions with a paintbrush. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, so, did you have a favorite gag in this episode? There, I had a couple ones that um, I could actually bet. I really, well, I really like the line about what the definition of the blues is. I think that is the best joke. I think that, the, yeah, that really is. I like, when, I like when he's trying to find his keys and Bart says they're in the rumpus room. It's just such an old line. Yes. Like, uh, it's like, welcome to our home. This is the rumpus room. Also, my favorite, one of my favorite ones is where were the keys at the end? They were in the front door, which, which is something I which, do Raise your time. hand if you did it. <laughs> I do it more times than I care All the time. Um, there was there was one other joke that I... Oh, I, it wasn't a joke so much as something that I noticed is while they were playing video games, they scooted the couch up to the TV. Do you remember doing that? Oh, yeah. Like you, No, actually, I didn't do that as much as I would just sit in front of the television. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But because Homer's doing it, the couch got scooted. And what's funny, too, is while watching that interaction, the way Homer was using the joystick, which, by the way, was a recreation of the Samcon TRC-2. Thank Whoa. you. Uh is that the way he was handling that joystick, which was to move his whole body in the direction he was trying to move the joystick. So if oh, yeah. to move his, which was, if you grew up in my household trying to teach my mother how to play Super Mario Brothers, you almost got elbowed a bunch of times because <laughs> she thought he jumped by pushing the thing up in the air, and it like just took me back. Like this episode, like seriously, everybody. Watch it, this episode. Yeah, if you love this show, watch it again. If you've never seen it, Watch this episode and please let us know what you think because I, I, I yeah, this is, I, I, I'm throwing in the towel. I'm done. Um, let's, let's talk about this then. Let's, um, if people want to get a hold of you, actually, they just, they just open their arms and hug me. Yeah. That's before we get to that. www.huggregbach.com it's, backslash you have your to body buy, pillow. You have to buy the domain now. <laughs> it's just like television. When you say a, a, a domain name, you have to buy it. I want someone else to do that. I want someone else to buy that domain and domain, and then build a website as a tribute to cuddling with me. <laughs> I will be your body pillow. Your wife better get on it. Um, we've got some kind of new, good news. Some news coming up. Uh, this Saturday we're going to record our very first guest episode. Hooray! Yay, which means in a few weeks you'll be listening to someone who's not Tyler and not Greg talk a bunch. Well, you'll listen to us, but you'll be listening to another person who will be the wonderful Zach Peterson. That's right. Just so everyone knows to kind of set parameters for our guest episodes, we're having our guests pick their favorite episode ever, and then um, we're going to kind of go out of order and talk about those episodes. 
Yeah, and this, the episode will probably be a little bit longer because there'll be three, maybe more people in the room down the road. But for right now, it's always going to be it's going to be one person. So it will be out of now. We've already gone out of order once. I still don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, felt I, weird. You know what though? That was the. It, it's maybe it's established at the beginning. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But, yeah, we're going to be recording with Zach Peterson, and we'll be letting you know when it's going to be going up, probably in a few weeks into the new year because it's December, and we're already uh, rounding third to the holidays or Christmas or Kwanzaa or Hanukkah or Sol- Solaris. So Greg, Saturnalia. There you go. So, Greg, if someone wants to wish you holiday well wishes, how do they get in They can do you? many things. They can go to Twitter. Hug, which hug is Backslash body pillow. Uh, you can go to Twitter, which is the letter I, Greg Bach, I, Greg Bach. You can go to Instagram, I, Greg Bach. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, you can also send me an email at, uh, you can send it to me at gregbach.com. That's me. I'm Greg Bach. I don't know if you've known this, but that's me. Uh, you can go to my website, gregbach.com. I've said my name too many times. For show information, things like that, anything I'm writing, I don't write a lot on there yet, so I apologize for that. But you can uh, you can find me in places and send me emails and high five and send me uh, text messages to uh, 262-842-7575. That is my personal mobile number, and if you'd like my social security number, it's five. send me a pizza. <laughs> So, yeah, that's where you can find me. Uh, Tyler, where can they find you? Um, you can find me all across all sorts of social media. If you search uh, J. Tyler Men's, the letter J, Tyler Men's. That's, oh, that's on a really good... Tumblr, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and Instagram. It's all the same. Wow, look at that. You are brand You are brand compliant. And you can email me at jtylermens at gmail.com. Wow, and his phone number is 728-57-632-QS5. Uh, Once again, big ups. Thank you to Alex Stein for the music. You are wonderful. And uh, go check out his material. He is out there for you to listen to. Uh, Thanks to the fans. Don't forget to check out springfieldvisitorguide.tumblr.com. Send us pictures. Send us art. Send comments. Be nice. We're nice. So are you. But we just want to hear from you. We'd love to see your stuff up on the website. And tell us about your favorite episodes. Tell us about your... Uh, your memories, and uh, we love you. Yeah. I mean, as much as we can. Yeah. I mean, not a big fan of most people, but what about you? Nah, it doesn't matter. Bye. Bye! Bye!